This is Dr. Holly Lucille's Mindful Medicine. Here's Dr. Holly Lucille. Well, hello there, mindful listeners. Thank you so much for spending part of your day with us here. What an exciting show. It's sort of funny because I'm going to tell you a little story. Um, Our topic today is one of the biggest public health crises in 2020, and it happens to be noise pollution. And I'm sitting here in my little studio, and we've got great equipment, so you can't hear it, but I can. There is a leaf blower nonstop going off outside, driving me a little bit crazy. One of just the contributing factors, I think, to the overall noise pollution. But to help us break this down and what we can do about it and what's being done about it, I'm going to bring on our guest, Poppy Skeeler. She's a third generation noise pollution pioneer, and her goal is to transform public health and the environment by awarding the quietest technology that creates quieter homes, quieter workplaces, and this is a big one for me, outdoor environments. Poppy, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much for having me. So where are, where are you calling in from? You are not here with us. Tell us, tell us, tell us what no, country. I'm, I'm actually in Bonnie, Scotland, um, in, in the United Kingdom, but we're, uh, the headquarters of, of Quiet Mark um, are actually in London, but it's an international global mark. So we, we do um, travel the world and very much um, have launched in the United States, North America uh, a couple of years ago. So, Welcome. Um, yes, and I should I should say that um, your grandfather John Connell um, was the uh, catalyst for fo- founding Quiet Mark. So you're going to talk much much more about that. Yeah, tell me about Quiet Mark, what it is, and um, I mean I know it's a nonprofit uh, with a proprietary sound testing program. But yeah, tell me more about your history because this is fascinating, and I'm not kidding you when I'm saying the noise pollution here in Los Angeles is. I mean, between honking cars and the leaf blowers that happen every day at a different property, <laughs> it is absolutely nuts. Absolutely. And as, as human beings, we were not meant to cope with that much noise coming at us. If it was um, the equivalent of you know, garbage being stacked up on the street, um, you know, there'd be an uproar that the equivalent of noise pollution is, is overwhelming often. Um, so just re- rewinding back to the sort of foundations of, of how on earth I got involved with this, my, my grandfather, back in 1959 and 60 years ago, he realized after World War II that um, noise was getting very uh, um, expressive, let's put it that way, mm, um, sure. with the Industrial Revolution after that. So he single-handedly um, lobbied the parliament here in the UK um, where noise wasn't a pollution and it became a pollution and the Noise Abatement Act was passed. And from, wow. from there he founded the Noise Abatement Society, which which is a, a charity that still stands today, which my mother runs. And about 10 years ago, my mom and I sat down um, and we thought, this needs a next generation expression. It still isn't doing the job. Um, and we came up with the idea of awarding manufacturers, brands for um, serious endeavors in reducing noise of technology, finding solutions. And we started as simple as that, um, going category, category by category with um, an expert acoustics team assessing, starting to assess back then, for instance, dishwashers, kettles, leaf blowers, one by one um, doing a market sweep to find the very quietest. And then um, the very quietest being offered the Quiet Mark Award, which they can then shout about. And then on quietmark.com, you can find the quietest machines. And that was our ah. effort to everybody to go, great, if we all buy quiet and we shop quiet and we design quiet, we can, as a movement really amongst us all, um, to reduce these awful noise levels that we all hate and we just get very irritated about and it feels like we can't um you know make a change but we now can with oh. with this 
sort of strategy. So no, this um, is that- this is brilliant, and you know, it's one of those topics that I'm so fascinated about because. I think that I and probably many of the listeners are going, I thought I was in this alone. Am I just too hypersensitive? Am I, you know, because I get very distracted, I get very annoyed, I get very disturbed. It's just disruptive. So I want to start by asking you then, what exactly constitutes noise pollution? Because I I love that you, you know, reverberated my... um, speaking of noise, reverberated my uh, leaf blowing. I mean, it is it is definitely the bane of my existence here in yeah. Los Angeles. And I, I you know, I, all I want to do is go, I want to buy like 12 rakes. And every time I hear one, <laughs> I want to go out and stand in front of the gentleman or the gentle lady that is using these gas powered noisy things, blowing one leaf, you know, 50 yards. And I want to say here, Try this. (laughs) Exactly. And often even the operators of these machines are not wearing the right ear protection. They are deafening themselves. The sound and the science of sound is really complicated because you can also have a very high decibel machine, but actually the tonality or the frequency of it is actually quite pleasant. But another one is literally high-pitched or squealy and, and drives you literally mad. And it's because there are certain harmless frequencies, tonalities, and I'm going to use those very broad headlines on a short time we have here on this call, but it's those, those aspects of sound which, which um, get right into, inside our brain waves, our, they affect our heart rate, our hormone secretions, and they literally can cause us to stop what we're doing and have a, an emotional reaction, which is, which is very severe. So, so the definition, as you asked earlier, was, uh, was, um, of noise pollution is unwanted noise. Mm. So um, the sound is wonderful. You know, we love our music in certain contexts. But when you take, say, the leaf blow when you're trying to concentrate, it is unwanted noise, and that's when the pollution starts. And this is, these are very broad strokes, but um, uh, essentially it's, it's getting rid of the unwanted noise um, and supporting with um, sound that is supportive for our physical um, uh, systems as, as a human being. Yeah, it's it's nice that you quantify it in that it's dangerous in a sense. I mean that really these dangerous. actually it's yeah. it's creating um, an impact in folks' brains that is uh, contributing to hormonal imbalances and other things. Tell me more about why it's so dangerous. Well, it it it, it immediately goes straight to your heart. So when you have noise um, that is very loud in the olden days. Um, we have fight or flight. And I'm, again, talking very broad headlines here. Um, and the cortisol level, basically, if you hear a loud noise, you jump up to, to protect yourself and a little bit of cortisol shoots to your heart. If that happens repeatedly, you've got that fight or flight reaction happening every time there's a ping on your mobile or there's an alert in the store. Or, so you're, we are constantly, in the, in, the, in the time we're living in now, in this digital overload that we all have, which is another headline for that, we are constantly being given these sounds all to, all day, and our bodies are still designed as they originally were to react to those as a kind of threat. So um, the cortisol is, is released, and if that happens over and over, you, we wear our systems out because and that's where the stress happens. That's where at the end of the day you can feel really tired, and you think, why am I so tired? I just sat at my desk. It's because you've had um, a lot of alerts. You're dealing with down, sound inside, outside that you have no control over. And your, for example, one detail is that as a human being, you can only really cope with one and a half conversations at any time. That's the way we're wired. So if you've got all of these other layers of sound going on, it's a really unpleasant cacophony that your brain and your body is having to cope with to shut out so you can concentrate on the task at hand or, or what, what you're doing. So this really is, just because it's invisible, 
it is it is highly dangerous and it's something that um it's not you being a fuddy-duddy that oh gosh it's a bit noisy it's absolutely intrinsic to the way your body is functioning and that's why i think yeah. this movement at the moment um is taking up you know a lot i of love speed. it yeah, I love it. I, yeah, I love that. And you know, I can give you a real time example. Just last Friday, I went to do a house call and actually was drawing blood on two children. And because, you know, phlebotomy is pretty invasive. And the, the 10 year old daughter asked if she could watch TV. So she went and I said, you can do anything you want. Like, right, we want to make it as pleasurable as possible, because I'm going to stick them with a needle. <laughs> and so she brings out her computer and Scooby Doo, is on volume like 27. I mean, we're right there. And I, uh, as proficient as I am at the skill of phlebotomy, was having a very hard time. Um, and, and I wanted the, the, the kids to be as calm as possible. So I moved through it, but I was a very, very hard time uh, doing yeah. my job um, and, and listening to that and, and it, because of how loud it was. Oh. And it was completely distracting for me. I, I also think not just that experience, you are and millions are not alone. And I think we've come to a point where it's almost like stretching a rubber band. You know, when you, you stretch it and you stretch it and stretch it, actually it cannot stretch anymore. And that's when it snaps or it breaks. And I feel that the, 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 the levels of noise we've been subjected to for years are such that your body gets to a place where it just can't cope. And then there's either, you know, an emotional response or a shutdown or the body has to do something to defend itself. So um, I'm, I'm talking in, again, you know, non-scientific terms, but really in a way that we can all relate to so that, um, yeah. So, so no, I think it's... Don't feel they're alone, you know. Poppy, I think it's extremely, extremely helpful. I do. Um, I, I really do. So what, what brands are you working with here in the United States uh, with Quiet Mark? Well, we've got a fantastic partnership with the Good Housekeeping Institute, who, as we know, um, you know, a much trusted, loved um, a consumer champion uh, in North America, testing and validating products, um, obviously through Good Housekeeping magazine. And we are the official noise testing partners. So any hairdryer or food mixer that um, the Institute tests, we also then go in and do specialist noise testing. So you can see the different ratings there. Um, and we started um, uh, doing that a couple of years ago now. So millions of um, consumers to fulfill our charitable remit can have guidance on noise levels from an independent third party. Because there's one thing, sometimes what manufacturers say, it's another thing when you actually get it into a repeatable real life environment where um, that sound actually is a lot louder than maybe was recorded, you know, on, on the marketing material. So this is really really on the side of consumers to say, yep, these are the quietest. Um, and we're working um, with um, very big technology brands, you know, household names, um, you know, from you know, Dyson, DeLonghi. Um, but these are the ones that have achieved the mark, and some achieve it in some categories and not in others. So we're, we're very much a you know, consumer-facing, consumer champion, um, and the, only the products that pass uh, and are the quietest on the market at any given time can use and carry the quiet mark. Um, and we don't name and shame. We don't say, oh, gosh, this is a terrible noisy one. We just say, look, here are the wonderful ones that actually are the quietest to beeline to buy those ones or get those ones to make you have a quieter home. That's beautiful. That's great. You know, the, another, I, I'm not sure you can do anything about this one, but I've got to tell you another one that's been getting my attention in the last decade. Here we have some great hiking hills and hiking trails. And another thing besides buying rakes and taking them to the folks with the leaf blowers, but I want to buy ear pods um, and bring them on hikes for people who decide that they're going to be out in nature and let everybody, you know, listen to the the type of music that they're listening to with yeah. a cell phone that is just blaring from their speaker instead of it just being, uh, 
siloed into their own <laughs> into their own preferences <laughs> and their own choices. We call it leaking. Leaking. <laughs> yeah. Leaking. Yeah. Yes. Um, so we. We've also done tests um, with some of the sort of leading acoustic labs um, in the world uh, with head acoustics uh, testing headphone leaking, um, and uh, we're sort of due to do another batch. But but again, it's it's having headphones which again you're sitting on the subway or to, you know aren't you know your next door neighbour can't hear the whole of the tunes you're you know listening to. Um, just being polite and actually having a care about your neighbour. My grandfather was amazing. He had a campaign called Love Your Neighbour back in the 1960s, and <sighs> and that really is what it's about. It's about thinking of the next man's comfort. Um, as well as your own enjoyment and, and just taking measures to, to, to look after your neighbour and your colleague or your, you know... Yeah, you know, being respectful companions. and <laughs> being aware of your environment. I mean, I think I'm also... Yeah. Um, I hate to... I feel like I'm just uh, venting up a storm here, but this is an, it's such an incredible topic. The other yeah. thing that I notice in my travels is I know that I can have a conversation on the phone with somebody, let's say, in an airplane seat, right, before we're taking off, finishing up with something. But I also am quite aware where I'm at on an airplane with people, you know, all around me, beside me, next to me, in front of me, in back of me. And my volume, I keep to myself or even you know take your 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 hand and put it over just so you're not sharing that conversation or you're not burdening somebody else but I have to tell you you know even in some of the airplane lounges that I go to people will sit down and they will be on speakerphone and they just go about like they are all alone in the world and it really just doesn't matter and it is astounding to me I think well, one of the things we're doing at Quietmore, we've just launched a new um, side of the last week, actually, called Acoustics Academy. And so at quietmark.com, you can go and you can see all the different um, understandings of, of sound. So we're trying to raise an understanding, general consciousness across society in general about sound, a bit like you do with the issue of plastics or any other pollution. Once we've got knowledge and we understand how we're ruining you know, our wildlife with plastics or, or the same thing with noise. Once we realize how it impacts us and other people, one does start to take measures, hopefully, we hope. <laughs> um, and, and we're trying to raise that agenda and also then provide solutions not only to um, technology and products, but also how we can design buildings better. So, um, and being more thoughtful, um, right down to the acoustic planning of spaces. So um, whether you're in an airport lounge, you know, there are more spaces that designers pre-think for people that want to have those conversations. This is, you know, an area for those sorts of conversations where you can have your comfort of a quiet zone away from that. So it's, we, we're really trying to work alongside um, the future um, architects that are really keen to be responsible um, for how we protect the comfort of human health in spaces we live in, because it's a whole different different elements of, of any design from the technology to the walls the ceilings the doors everything needs to be considered so it's really big movement that, that that we're we're trying to fire up here so that um we we can transform this pressure on our bodies which we actually yeah. can't cope with and well i think that real. it's amazing what quiet mark is doing as far as oh, thank you. Uh, the good housekeeping seal and and what you're doing re- regarding positive affirmation and um, incentivizing brands to make more quiet products for quiet outsides, quiet homes, quiet yeah. environments. But also it just does seem as well like there's an information campaign about this where we can all start, you know, listening up <laughs> and quietly yeah. uh, taking steps. Because I want to ask you one last question. What, what do you expect will happen if noise pollution continues to grow? So getting worse and worse in 2020 and beyond. Well, the frightening thing is, and this is all 
World Health Organization figures, you know, you can look at the latest papers on the burden of, of this, um, uh, is that it, it, it directly affects our hearts. It's cardiovascular. Mm. So um, it's going to cause more heart problems because of the very sort of, you know, the sketch I painted earlier in the interview about how the cortisol levels are affected by noise. Um, sound is a very emotional medium. Um, sure. And also in our, in our world, you know, half of our existence is light and it's sound. That's, that's kind of it. Um, light is majorly factored. You know, everything is like ocular. We see it. We can touch it. Sound, because you can't see it, it gets forgotten. And I, I think hopefully this is going to be a movement that we all, we all run to. The more we buy quiet, we can start designing with sound that we really will support and stop this onset of overstress from this over noise that we weren't meant to ever have. Yeah, um, it's about our health. Would, you know, really and I is. promise yeah. you, I did not cue this up, but I, Poppy, I'm going to tell you something. That leaf blower outside just stopped and I felt <laughs> my body relax. I did. I felt like going, yeah. Yeah. Oh my dear. Like I just, I, so it is, it's, it's physiological. It's really, okay. So you've already mentioned it, but folks, mindful listeners, quietmark.com is just how it sounds. Quietmark.com. You can also find quietmark, um, at quietmark on Twitter. And then they've got a Facebook page as well. Quietmark. So you go there, you can see these items in these companies that have the quietmark seal. Um, and we can, we can start shopping quiet and, uh, having our health. This is, this is amazing because when you think about uh, treating the whole person, um, certainly there are a lot of clinical manifestations of our modern day. But boy, this yeah. is one I have not thought about. And I really, Poppy, appreciate your work. Absolutely. And, and just the, the last thing I'd say is also the value of quietness and silence. Um, I produced a film called In Pursuit of Silence with fantastic filmmakers from Los Angeles. Did really well um, putting the whole aspect of noise pollution on the map. You can get it at Amazon.com or, you know, you can get the DVD now after the release. But basically, it's about putting the value, taking time to take quiet in our everyday busy lives to recharge our own batteries because we have to go out into this world that's very busy and, and you know, a lot of digital you know, stimulus all the time that we, we really need for our survival now to unplug, to take an hour in the morning, sit and be quiet, listen, recharge is so important mm. as part of this, as well as buying quiet. That's my last bit of wisdom, <laughs> hopefully, yes, to help d- everybody. Yeah. No, Poppy, thank you. And the mindful listeners here, thank you. Tell me the name of the film again. I, I missed um, that. So it's called In Pursuit of Silence, and, and um, it's directed by Patrick Shen, and it's right. filmed in 13 countries um, all over the world, um, all sorts of people from youngsters to experts, all on, on the subject of silence and how important it is and how we've forgotten it. So um, it, it did extremely well with the critics. Everyone was like, oh my goodness, we, we really need more silence after, after it, and, and it's sort of trying to factor that into our everyday lives to look after ourselves in that department right. as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much uh, from your grandfather you. on down with the work that you do with Quiet Mark. I really appreciate you being here. And for you mindful listeners, we're going to see you next time.